I'm Scott Sachman. I'm Evan Novi Williams. And I'm Michael Barr, and this is the Bloomberg Business of Sports Podcast, where... Let's keep going. Okay, we explore the big money <laughs> issues in the world of sports. I got to handle something right quick. Oh, you're going to get to this first. Uh, yes, I am. Because I was going to jump in if you didn't do it. I made an egregious error. Yep. I, let me explain what happened, folks. Egregious, I went to. Egregious I don't even know where we're And going. I had to deal with the consequences. Yeah, I went to uh, Hershey Park in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. And of course, you know, the home of uh, the land of chocolate. And uh, went to Chocolate World and, <laughs> and brought in a whole bunch of uh, chocolate bars from Hershey. And I gave Scott and Jackson a Hershey. You handed me two. Hershey, and, I, and I gave Eben a Hershey bar. Mm-hmm. And then. Pick it up from there. I went home and in front of my wife took out the candy bars and said, look at what bar brought Jackson. Here's one for you. And he brought one for me. And Miss Palumbo was not happy. Did you tell bar? He, oh, yep. I'm not, I can't even say what she said to me. Why so. wouldn't you tell her that the other one was for you and her to share? Because she knows that's not true. So <laughs> I don't lie to my wife, Eben. <laughs> I, I want. I Kim, hope your living girlfriend is listening to this. As, as you, I want Kim to hear this right now. Okay, I, she will hear I, it. I by dipped the way. in. Oh, there are two cookies and cream Hershey bars for Kim. Wait, wait, for wait, Kim. wait, 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 wait. But I want on the record no. one of them might be damaged. Uh, well, I might have. No, okay. I didn't drop. That. All right, but I, one, <laughs> I, I, you can see one might be damaged. It might be. Okay, and Evan, I Here's forgot. For you, I for, Evan. That's oh, for hello. that's for you. That's for your Thank girlfriend. You, sir. So I, I needed to clean that up. Yes. Yeah, speaking of cleaning things up, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys need to clean some stuff up. Oh boy. Go ahead. Uh, Zeke is holding. He's messing up my my fantasy draft. I didn't. I didn't. That's know, the real tragedy. Ezekiel. <laughs> yes, he is. Ezekiel Elliott. He is holding out. Uh, and and I get it. If you're going to do it, do it now. Don't don't do it in the middle of the season. And then decide, hey, I'm going to go sit down. Anyway, uh, the problem is uh, he's holding out. Of training. Well, camp. the problem is he's he's incredibly good. He's at a position running back where you get beaten up more than anybody else in the game. Like your career span is even less than the other players. Oh, yeah. And he's playing for Jerry Jones, and we know the, the cash is there. So Zeke is just taking a Le'Veon Bell page here and saying, I will not play unless you give me a new deal because. Eben, it's not like he doesn't have a contract. He's got a couple of years left on the deal. Yeah. He just wants more money. Zeke is still on his rookie deal. It's three, three, three million and change for this year. The Cowboys picked up his option for next year. That's nine million dollars, yep. which right. for running back numbers is. I think that would make him the third, the fourth highest paid running back this year at that salary. So that that is a, a huge amount of money. He obviously wants it now. And you're right, Scott. The the way, especially for running backs, for whom you know you probably peak in college and maybe in your first couple of years. I'm telling in the you, NFL. What, I really, I can't wait to see the, the the star running back in college that plays his freshman year, gets all the accolades, and then says, "I'm done. I'm just going to wait until I'm eligible. I'll train. I'll get like draft prep. I'll watch film. I'll intern with an NFL team and learn on the side. Whatever I need to do. But I'm not giving away three years of my body or two years of my body to some college." 
Yeah, and, and I'm not even sure if that would help. I mean, over at, at 538, Josh Hermsmeyer, if, I hope I pronounced that right, he did a detailed look at, at why paying running backs is not worth it. Yeah. And I recommend people who want to dive into the numbers to look at it. He kind of goes through each situation, running to kill out the clock, running in the red zone, etc. Um, it's kind of a crapshoot. The, 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 the quote-unquote bad running backs in the league are pretty much just like the, uh, the really good ones. I mean, we saw this last year with the Rams, right? T- Todd Gurley, one of the highest paid running backs in the league, he was kind of absolutely at the end of their season, they, they pulled the guy off his couch and they went to the Super Bowl. Well, you know what the Denver Broncos would tell you all those years when, when they had thousand yard runners every single season, and it didn't matter whether it was yeah. Darrell Davis, it didn't matter who was back there. You have the horses up front opening the holes, guys can run for a thousand yards. Well, remember Philip Lindsay, he, he went in, in terms of fantasy folks, uh, he went undrafted. And then all of a sudden, bam, here comes Philip Lindsay uh, for Denver, and uh, he looked great. But you have to have a running back in the position uh, for the game. But in the NFL, where it is a hard cap, you can only spend so much. So how you allocate those dollars matters. And Jerry Jones surely knows this. Is Jerry Jones going to risk having his star running back sit out the season? Or is he going to give him a huge raise and try to amortize this thing, but either way, going to take a bigger cap hit, less money for other people. And just to talk about that allocation real quick, in 2013, almost 7% of NFL salaries went to running backs. Right now, that's down to 4.5%, and that's I would, I would, I would imagine it's going to go, go even, even, even yeah. lower. And for the Cowboys specifically, you know, you have uh, side negotiations also happening with Dak Prescott, right. the quarterback, yeah. and Amari now Cooper, need to the pay. star wide receiver. <laughs> um, and if you think Ezekiel Elliott is underpaid at, at $3.5 million, I think Dak Prescott got paid $700,000 last year. My non-professional I mean, analytics right. take is fourth, always, fourth round draft pick. always do not pay big money to skill positions. Like sure. Running backs, wide receivers, you can find them anywhere. Build, build your offensive, defensive line. You need your quarterback. That's how you win in the NFL. I'm, I'm sure. Jo- I'm sure uh, Jerry Jones looks at this trio and sees a potential Aikman, Emmitt Smith, Michael Irvin kind of kind of trio. But again, you but have look, to look kind at, of manage at, all those yeah, pieces. That, all that happened because of yes, you you can name those three, but do people remember Leon Lett? Sure. Yeah, and the guys up front who were doing the block. That's why they won. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I don't care who the quarterback is if he doesn't have some time to throw. He's going to be on his back. You're not winning. Yeah, and it does make you wonder if, I mean, how much leverage Zeke actually has here. Reportedly, he's willing to sit out the entire year without a deal. Um, there's a chance this ends up with a kind of hefty signing bonus, but on a, on a on an actual deal that is very team friendly, which we saw with Michael Thomas, the wide receiver, and 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 the and the Saints a couple weeks ago, where he got a, a big number, guaranteed number, was one of the biggest ever given to a wide receiver. But if you actually break down the deal. It's actually pretty team friendly in terms of what's available to him. So, so that may be the end result with Zeke and Melvin Gordon, the 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 the, the running back in LA, who's also holding out. No for state a deal taxes. As well. Up next, we turn to the high profile defection in the world of esports. I'm going to channel my inner Larry King, Ninja, Twitch, Microsoft, Go. <laughs> I hope you're you're looking at Evan right now. (laughs) Some some pretty huge news last week in the world of of esports. For people who don't understand, I mean, we can say pretty huge news. Let's put it in terms, if you can, for a traditional sports fan who may not follow esports. Can you tell me this would be like X? Going to Y. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a good because it's a, it's an individual essentially. This would, I guess, kind of be like if if you could watch Tiger Woods play for free whenever you wanted to, and suddenly he was moving to a place where you needed to pay to see him. 
away from everything else. When Tiger was everything. Yeah. So yeah, if okay. Tiger kind of started Tiger Cast, right? And right. you needed to okay. pay. A, the only way you could see Tiger do his thing was to do it on Tiger Cast. Um, the 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 streaming world, the esports. You know, people are used to it being free. YouTube and Twitch, those are names out there that I assume people know. You know, owned by by Google, owned by Amazon. Um, Ninja has become the most famous gamer in the world right now, um, largely because of his popularity on those two platforms. When he streams, and he does so almost every day, you know, millions of people tune in. Um, he was on Monday Night Football yeah. promos. I was shocked. Yeah, about that. I think it was Monday Night. Whatever. He was on the NFL promos. That's he what I'm saying. Is, right. He yeah. is a bona fide star. And the news that happened last week, he announced that instead of he was leaving both Twitch and YouTube, places where you could watch him for free very easily, and was going to Mixer, which is a Microsoft-owned platform, which is nowhere near as popular as those other two. Uh, we don't know the terms of the deal. I assume he's being paid a lot. But the only way to see Ninja do his thing now is to sign up for Mixer. The way I would say it is, and putting it in perspective, remember when the NFL went to Fox? I mean, uh, Edmund probably mm. doesn't, but Barr, you're yeah. certainly right. Yeah. It, le- it legitimized right. Fox as a network. It was more than just The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it made Fox. That, I'm guessing, is what Mixer is is hoping the impact will be from Ninja moving to that I think platform. that's a good way to put it. Right now, Mixer is, I think it's less than 3% of all the gaming that's watched online, Not a lot whereas of Twitch is seventy-two percent, right? Yeah. So just to give you a sense there, uh, so so the big question here is: Ninja's fame big enough? that a lot of people are going to follow him onto this platform that they're probably not using already. I'm going to go with my focus group of one <laughs> at home, and the answer is no. No. Yeah, so so Ninja right now, five days after the announcement, has a million subscribers on Mixer. Um, the big caveat there is that they all got it for free. Mixer offered two months free of Ninja as a reward for uh, moving over. The over-retention over. rate. Right. So the big question, <laughs> the big number, what people are going to wait for is after that two-month window, how many people are going to sign up for the $6 or more monthly fee to remain watching Ninja? Before we move on right quick, I, I got to mention about Fortnite. And now all of a sudden there's a resurgence back into it because I was worried about it waning. A 14-year-old <laughs> son says, you know what, Dad? After that 16-year-old kid... One the oh, big he thinks money. he's going to be the the money winner, and now he he's back into it all over again. Spend so. all your money on chocolate. Bombs. Epic no. Games, which makes Fortnite, has done a, a tremendous job of refreshing the game. Yeah, and the new seasons, to there's keep a it, plot that let, that winds seasons, its way through every yeah. year. The the, the, the marketing nice pieces they've done, you yeah. know, integrating you know movies and and other brands within the game. I think they've done a very good job of keeping it relevant. Finally, it looks like we have some big sponsorships and naming deals. For the stadium coming to not only just Las Vegas, but there's also a deal involved, and you talked about it, involving uh, the Kroenke family. Yeah, they don't have the naming rights deal. It's reported out there that SoFi is going to pay between 20 and $25 million a year for that, but it has not been announced yet. But American Airlines stepped up, and they're paying $90 million over 10 years. You can do that math, right? Ninety million over ten, 10 years. That's nine there million. You go. Nine mil per year <laughs> to sponsor dog. the plaza out front. <laughs> so it'll be the American Airlines Plaza. Right. And the question I had for the company, and they try their best to answer is how do you measure the return on investment? How do you come up with what this is worth? How do you plan on capitalizing? How do you turn people walking into a football stadium into flyers of your airline? And I was very surprised to learn that. American is the number one airline at LAX. 19% of takeoffs and landings at LAX are American. I didn't know that. That's no, no, neither did I. I'm like, okay, but then you move from there. Okay, then what? 
Well, they're embarking on a one and a half billion with a B, one and a half billion dollar renovation of the terminals at LAX. So clearly Americans sees Los Angeles as a vital hub of the future. So are they ingraining themselves further in the community in the mindset of visitors? Uh, how many people are going to be talking about this stadium? How many mentions the stadium's going to have? We have what the Super Bowl, you have the Olympics, mm -hmm. you have a college championship game. So it, LA American, LA American, but they're not just going to say the you know the, the stadium naming rights. This again, this is the plaza. So how do you turn that into customers? It's going to be interesting to watch, and it's the same thing moving to Vegas with Allegiant, which by the way is a Vegas-based company putting its name on the Vegas Stadium of the Raiders. Yeah, the, the the thing about the LA, the the number in that LA thing is shock. I mean, shocking to me, right? This is not a naming rights deal. They're paying nine million dollars a year. That's significantly more than almost any other NFL team gets right, for I, its actual stadium right, right. name. So if I extrapolate, then name. do I get a deal? If I'm SoFi and I do wind up paying between twenty and twenty-five, do I look back and say, "Hey, it's a good deal"? Maybe, yeah. I mean, it, the, the estimates, and you mentioned Allegiant in in Las Vegas, it estimates that they're paying roughly that same amount, right? That twenty to twenty-five million dollar number um but yeah that that is the that's the crown jewel of the sponsorships right that is the thing the stadium is going to be called i mean the american airlines you it's only for people who are there right right there's no benefit the, on tv there's also of, performance of space there so it will be used almost 365 yeah but still is it is it enough to draw people to your airline when they're making their decision or is it just flat out you know when i go to orbits or and i'm looking around i need to go to la I'm going to take the cheapest flight. Yeah. Now, I, don't, I don't know the answer. Let me let me break it down right quick. Some of the uh, top uh, naming rights, uh, the leaders here, uh, the Raiders with Allegiant at $20 million. Oh, hold on. Michael Barr with some serious value out I, here. I, I know. It's scared, it's scared the homework. heck out of me, it's, too, it's man. Some it's, it's like, you better listen up. I'm scared, too, folks. Uh, Cowboys, AT&T, 19.5, and uh, Patriots, Gillette at $14 million. It shows you that quick drop off. The difference yeah. I would say here with with Vegas and LA more than Dallas is that those are global destinations. Like you get people from all over the world going to Vegas for whatever, as well as LA. The, these are global destinations. So I'm curious. I'm really curious. Like, can we revisit this in six months, a year, and ask the companies? And I plan on doing it if they can. Show me the ROI on this investment. What, how, how has it worked out? What's the increase in number of passengers at LAX, et cetera? Well, the, I mean, the as you know, because we, we talk to these guys a lot, the, the spending for things like naming rights usually kind of falls into two buckets, right? It's either like a big customer acquisition move or it's a move just to get people to know – what the heck your company is and what it does. It's not yeah, right? br brand associate brand awareness is not American Airlines. Exactly, but okay. for Allegiant, that seems to be more of the thing, right? I think there are a lot of people out there, and I, I was one of. The, I wasn't even fully sure what Allegiant was. Um, this is a money spend, my guess, just to make it more in the lexicon of people and and have well, them understand. So don't take what it is when you're coming Allegiant to Vegas. Is. Yeah, I think that that's more the, the 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 motivation for a brand like Allegiant versus American Airlines, which obviously doesn't have that problem. Well, more in a newsy sense, uh, Allegiant, I think they're going to be happy to pay this because about a year ago. Uh, there was a 60 Minutes report on Allegiant, and it wasn't really happy press mm. on it. So this will help Allegiant get back in the good graces and uh, help its marketing. You're always in good graces. Yeah. You bring chocolate, you're in great graces. Well, see, I'm not that, sure. Kim. I, I'm going to say I don't know what kind of graces this will be received. By, I do not know. You got to let me know. You know. Because this is like you know a little bit too late. She, she's an afterthought. 
She wasn't a forethought. She and it's a double bar. Our, our I, family's happy. I, you understand? You made a mistake, so it's a double bar. I understand. <laughs> I just don't know. I I will have her record a message with, with her feelings for you, Barbara. Thank you. You will. Uh, we'll see if it's a seven-second delay. Uh, this is the Bloomberg <laughs> Business of Sports podcast. I'm Mike LeBar, along with Scott Sosnick and Evan Novi williams We are here every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday, exploring the world of money and sports. Join us again at the end of the week when we speak with investor Mark Ein, who's big into both tennis and esports. How's that for a combination? I like it. You're listening to Bloomberg Business of Sports on Bloomberg Radio around the world and online wherever you get your podcasts.